0: I think it's 18. Yeah, it's episode 18. Episode 18 of the Knife Nuts podcast. And boy, uh, do we have a show for you tonight. We have the man, the myth, the legend. I know I've used that before to talk about a different person, but this guy is truly a legend. If you don't know about him, you will after tonight because we have Aaron Frederick with us today. Yay! Uh, Big country himself. Hi, Aaron.
1: Hey, you're all gay. I'm telling you. <laughs> not that
2: there's anything wrong with
1: that.
3: Well, looks like there's nothing to edit out. Uh, nope, No,
4: <laughs> nope, not nothing yet.
3: Nope. <laughs> That's true. What do you
4: all? You
1: all have to edit that shit out. Uh, we,
3: <laughs> we do some things.
1: No. no, we'll leave that in there. That's fine. All right. They
2: That's they edit out a lot of my gay and racial comments.
1: <laughs> oh,
4: no, not say, gay comments. I should, just if if racial comments.
1: Saying Oh, okay. I was going to say, you know, sometimes I, I would just like, to, I just like to rub LeVon's beard, you know. <laughs> That's fuzzy, true. Fuzzy face makes me warm inside.
0: <laughs> and on the outside. If you rub it enough, so it'll get warm on the outside, too. That's right. Oh, my gosh. This is already taking a turn for the work.
1: I can usually
0: make things happen that way. It's the sailor in me. Perfect. <laughs> well, we're going to hear a lot about Aaron and... Uh, his antics uh but first off how how are the rest of you guys doing
3: i'm alive great
0: that's all i ask for i'm good brian i'm good good wow, brian's doing the most positive of all of us
4: <laughs> that's that's fantastic
0: <laughs> that's unusual that, that's that's a sign for things to come i can tell yeah
3: seriously so did anybody get anything new I'm going to be honest, I actually didn't. I've been pretty happy with the four knives that I got. Was it last episode that I talked about? My mini Typhoon, a couple of ZTs. They've all been awesome. So, like, I haven't really, but I did get this knife in a pass around from Blade Forms. I kind of forgot I got, which is this Stediman Shy 5. It's an integral, it's from China. Um, you know those stories about, like, guys that have been married for, like, 40 years, then one day, without saying anything, they just, like, leave their wife and drive away? It's kind of how I feel about this knife. Like, I should love it. It ticks all the boxes of things I thought I would, I used to like with knives, and it just doesn't do anything for me. Like I know why, though. It's like holding I a ruler, why. but I, it's just like, I guess I've started gravitating towards smaller knives, because... When you have a a five inch rectangle, it just like it literally feels like holding a stick.
0: Aaron, 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 you're used.
1: Uh, never mind. All right. Aaron, <laughs> <I> just- <laughs> All right. Yeah, that one I'll was. here
0: then. Aaron, here's another. Just a tip, real quick. If you're gonna get the sunflower seeds, hit the mute button. Oh, sorry.
2: That's cool. It's okay. So back to you were saying you have a five inch rectum or something like that.
1: <laughs> That's all I
0: heard. Something about a five inch rectum. Oh man, I just uh,
1: yeah. I mean the whole as soon as he started saying small knives and five inchers, I just woo. I lost it from there. I was like I don't even know what he's talking about at this point. <laughs> so he grabbed the
0: sunflower seeds. It was like fuck this.
1: <laughs> sorry about that. I have a I have a, a an addiction to sunflower seeds. Levon and everybody they see it a lot, but sorry about that.
3: I mean that probably that whole exchange probably captured my thoughts on the knife better than I can, so we'll go with that. All, all I was going to
0: say is that it was because of that atrocious stamped text along the uh, the spine of the integral. The funny
3: thing is that doesn't bother me as much as like the awful bluish pink purple anodizing, but ooh, tell me more. I mean, oh, yeah, I realize I haven't even posted a picture of this thing yet, so let me. I like colors. It's. It's not a color I enjoy. it's a color that apparently people in China seem to really think people enjoy, but I don't know it it I should like it. It's like premium materials, it's a cool build, it's an integral, but it's just like uh eh. it's just yeah, I guess like my last four or five knife purchases have all been like eight inch overall length or less, so i'm I guess I'm not a size queen.
1: that's what she says <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like to. I'd like to interject something as a maker on that shit right there. Go for it. You know, the whole anodizing thing, it, it really kills me. Um, you get this whole group of people on how much they love purple, and then they love the blues. And then all of a sudden it'll switch and it'll be like, uh, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, because that's what the what's sold. And then they start wanting it on things that aren't going to last. You anodize something that's going to go in your pocket, it's going to wear off. And then they're all mad because the color comes off. I was like, are you that big a fucking idiot that you don't realize that anodized is just a color
3: that sits there? Just, People. No, Trust me, I'm all for just blasted gray stuff. That's kind of an ongoing I, joke. I'm sure Brian has something to say about this. <laughs> mm. I love it. I don't need to say a fucking word. He's saying everything for me.
2: <laughs> yeah. I,
1: <there's>, uh-uh. <laughs> and everybody's switching the colors. You know, if you want to make something look elegant and you have done, you know most of these people probably don't know me, but I do file work. If I could file work air and sell it, I would, I file work, everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) File work, all the things I get it now.
1: You know, if you want to file work something and make a really, really nice knife and you anodize something and you make it really a nice, pretty gold that really goes along with the actual gold that you actually put in the knife. You know, I, I don't understand people Ooh, on cold. how they all of a sudden start switching all this stuff and they have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I know why they do it. It's all in spite of you, man. It's all it is. <laughs> or it's well,
3: because the tastes of the enthusiast community are extremely fickle and it yes, changes every we talk about that a lot every month
2: it's it's once everybody else has it now with their are fucking bored they want to have the next thing that nobody has so give me the green one and then it's then everybody's on the green dick for a while then it's <laughs> then move
3: on to the next what the green has. dick yeah. with the jolly green giant the guy selling you the broccoli <laughs> <laughs> the broccoli the broccoli yeah that's uh
1: that's an std uh and you need to go get that shit checked out okay so it looks like fucking broccoli. You've got a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's good. To, it's good to have another maker that has been in the game for a while, and both of us can sit and literally look at, at at the knives that people are all of a sudden on this big fad on, and just look at them and go, "You're a fucking imbecile," you know. But. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's funny because we do have two makers who've been in the game that approach the game from two completely different angles so we're going to talk more about that later okay
1: on. yeah that 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 actually be a great conversation
0: so. uh yeah this it's almost like I'll, we planned I'll, some of this shit aaron
1: you know i will let you all continue with the uh, introducing the show instead of me just jumping in here like a jackass
0: <laughs> no by all means uh i just want to say i'm actually going to go pretty quick i did get a bunch of crap Uh, Some of it is kind of crap, but some of it's pretty cool. Um, First off, we had uh, one of our listeners, uh, KDC. That's K-A-E-D-C. And there's some numbers after that. 707 or something. 707. Really great guy. Send us a couple of things to check out. Um, One of them was uh, Will Moon's new knife. Um, It had some problems. (laughs) I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but you know, we'll actually, uh, seem to listen to the, the feedback and he's taking that and changing a lot of the ways he's making some of those knives. So we hope it's a nice fresh start for him too. Um, from there we did get some pretty cool stuff. He sent us a bunch of fixed blades, which I'll post some pictures of at some point. Um, another handmade custom from, uh, a maker I'm not too familiar with, but Jake does know him. What is it called? Wind River, Wind River Wild Knives, Jake? Do you know Correct. anything about
4: I, I know very little little about them. I know uh, his website says that he has only been making knives for eight months, which may not wow. be up to date, but uh, that folder is very, very nice for a new maker.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's pretty nice. It's definitely the my favorite of the stuff that he sent. Um, he also did send along uh, one of the Steel wheel um, residents. That's a great little knife, little titanium titanium frame lock uh, on the lock side, obviously, and then you have carbon fiber on the show side. A uh, little thumb disc, uh, you know, folder really good. I think it's like ninety bucks, eighty five bucks. Yeah, right about that. Can't go, can't go wrong. Really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also got a goodie bag from our sponsor uh, Tackle Outdoors. Thank you for that. Uh, and it's got some pretty crazy stuff in there. So, first and foremost, the thing that I love the most is I finally got a, uh, Spider Shaman. And I love this knife, man. Like, I think this is my favorite Spider
3: coat. I mean, I'm glad one of us got it. We were, we were very excited about it, but I don't know. The map price increasing just kind of threw me off.
0: Yeah. The good thing is, is that I know a couple of our listeners picked it, picked the, uh, the knife up off of uh, tackle outdoors with our coupon code. And it kind of made a big difference. And he also has free shipping over 50 bucks. So that kind of helped out as well. Um, I also took delivery of an, of a, uh, CRKT, uh, what the heck is it called? It's the Richard Rogers design.
3: Oh uh, God, the Maven or something. Okay. Well, I'll put it in. So it shit show.
0: It's 50, it's 50 bucks and it's kind of awful. Uh, on the opposite side, it's not awful. I shouldn't be that harsh. It's just the fact that the other two knives that I got were significantly cheaper and are significantly better. Uh, and they're by a brand that everyone would associate with a gas station. So we also got two M-Tech knives in. <laughs> One of them, okay, I'm not even kidding. I was I, – we asked Tackle Outdoors to send them to us almost as a joke. And I opened it up and I was like, holy shit, we should all be terrified because this thing – they're both on bearings, but the one is close to 40, 50 bucks. It does feel like a $50 knife. I will, I will give it that. The other one is $10.95. If only the steel were $10.95, that would be pretty cool too. <laughs> but it's a little, uh, it's a little flipper, uh, mystery steel, uh, you know, uh anodized aluminum scales, liner lock, deep carry clip. Fantastic action. Jake, I'm coming over tomorrow and I'm gonna bring this thing. You're gonna be amazed at what you see like the thing flips it's smooth as shit i I can't believe it um and there's no excuse for everyone not to have one even anyone in our who's ever listened to our show or follows us on instagram says oh my god you guys post so much expensive knives that i can't buy well you can buy this damn thing for ten dollars and you'll have an idea of what a good knife actually flips like because up until now i don't think you could get a proper action on a knife without spending a decent amount of money. Uh, there, at least, at least five times the amount. You know, at least you were at least fifty bucks in before getting a knife that flipped and felt well. This is ten. Well,
1: I would agree with that for sure.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. This thing's eleven dollars, and it's better. Th- and I said this on my Instagram: it's better than knives that cost ten times as much.
3: I mean, it looks better than the last. $11 mtech i bought which is now in the hands of the smithfield police department so <laughs> well, i have a bad history with that i want to know i want to know that fucking story it's not that exciting high school trespassing he, he, cops take knife you were you were trespassing <laughs> yeah that's fucking awesome that's awesome <laughs> You're
1: a criminal.
3: I uh, know. It was. It was. What, what
1: was that guy in, in Transformers? Oh, criminals are
3: hot. <laughs> 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 I have no clue. Yeah, but that's that's <laughs> that's that's the only knife I've ever lost, and it was a, uh, it was an M Tech. It was an M Tech Daryl Ralph ripoff. So oh, geez, it, I like incredible. I like to see that the M Tech has come a long way.
0: <laughs> I'm 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 incredible. I'm still in stock. In case you haven't realized this from my voice, I'm completely blown away. Um, it boggles the mind that this thing costs so little like how do you even make a knife for that much and sell it and make a profit on it it doesn't make any sense
1: well honestly I have said this kind of thing for years where do they get their fucking metal that they can afford this shit exactly I mean I've said that forever it's like Mm -hmm. I mean I don't care if it's made out of freaking pot metal Mm -hmm. how do you afford this I mean this
0: is ground and this is ground into a knife and I, like, broke down a box with it
3: earlier, and it's, you know, still a knife. To just catastrophically, like, deconstruct itself. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's like, it's got to be recycled electronic waste sent from the U.S. to China. Because, like, what the hell can you do with that stuff? It's got to be, like, <laughs> it's an old, like, it's an old Dell computer. Might as well. At least they're doing something with yeah. them. At least it I works. I think it's an old <laughs> melted-down IBM.
1: Right. Well, it could. Uh, y- y- you could say, you know, at least the lock works. I know the lock is
0: great. Everything about it, it. I mean, and here's the, my conspiracy theory: it feels and looks very much like Browse's. But yeah, line. the pocket Not clip
3: con- looked the same.
0: It's exactly the same as any of the cheaper Browse knives. You know, the ones that come in the plastic cylinder. Yeah, it looks like a Browse. It's, it feels and acts. Exactly like them, only with a better ten.
1: Wow. I don't I don't
3: know the knife you're talking I about. I can't this, wait until so. we get this MTech sponsorship and really make it big oh time. Oh, my God.
0: This is not – if we get Elio's Pizza and M Tech Knives, <laughs> we're done for.
3: Yeah, we'll get radiation poisoning and uh, diabetes. Some of us are already halfway there, I'm <laughs> sure. My
0: son has diabetes. Isn't it funny? <laughs> there you go. Anyway, moving wow. on. <laughs>
1: Aaron. <laughs> oh, it's
3: a true story he it. does no, a lot of people YouTube. do type 1 I'll or type on 2 i was assuming we had type he, 2 diabetes no, no he is type oh exactly one. so that's fine we're gonna get type 2 diabetes i, I get that you get that when you fat
1: no i i really shouldn't sit that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just fucking with you. i know <laughs> he is um he, de- he doesn't know me like some of you guys do. I, so i've been warned
3: we well, did. Get, we
0: gave him fair warning.
1: I am a hundred percent. When everybody says, "Man, that guy's an asshole," yeah, well, you add asshole and then add some more. There you go. You know,
3: <laughs> Jake, you got something pretty cool, All right? Today,
4: maybe. Yeah, I think in in honor of our guest, I'm going to uh I'm going to cut my. Really, really long-winded, lengthy review of the uh, Wicked Edge Pro Gen 3 that I just got. uh, A little bit short. Uh, But I did get some questions on Instagram about it, so I will at least address uh, my initial impressions. I just got it today. I only sharpened one knife with it, so I I can't give you a... uh,
3: (laughs) It's enough to make a YouTube video. These days.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, my lab's making noise. I'm sorry. Oh, is that
4: the dog? I thought that was you eating the sunflower seeds.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's, that's Loki. He um he he decided that he was going to come over here and make sure I was alive and not drunk to death. So <laughs> uh, I have a just just so the the uh, the the people listening as I have a hundred uh, and forty pound lab, and no, he's not that fat. He's just that freaking big, and he. uh he follows me around from the house to the shop. I actually take him everywhere with me just about. And um, so he he just kind of bounces around. And he's trying to get in my freaking lap right now.
0: Shout out to Loki. So, Loki is awesome.
1: Loki is a big old boy.
0: And there's also uh-huh. Biscuit too.
1: Biscuit actually jumped down because uh, Loki knocked him off the chair. Uh, Biscuit is a rescue cat that belongs to the 140-pound <clears throat> lab. Um, and I'm sorry I interrupted your uh knife review of a, a I don't know it it's a wicked edge sharpening system Eric. Uh, come on uh, okay. you have
0: to have heard of it before
1: I might have I don't use them but okay <laughs> well
4: okay. with any luck with any luck you'll see this one when uh, when you come for a visit
1: I, vice, I, I just I just sent an entire box of knives up to you guys Uh there's I think there's four in there there might be five i really packed it when i was incredibly drunk um so so it is coming up there so you can sharpen all of them i'm sure when you open the box though every single one of them will be dull as shit because they're mine uh they're they're my knives and that's the way you get one of mine is they're, they're g- generally just just stubby just you know so um you can sure. Who wants, the, can, who wants a knife sharp. that
0: can uh, cut stuff, right?
1: Nah, I mean that's just we just make these some bitches for show. Where's my other maker, Dag? On it, we just make <laughs> <his> shit for <laughs> show, ain't we? I mean, we,
3: <laughs> some of them. We don't.
1: We don't make this stuff to cut nothing. Dag
3: on. Brian, someone on the subreddit for knives uh, called your knives ugly, overpriced pry bars. So apparently, that's what no you way, make. No way, for real. Yeah. Pal, that's what you
1: make. I make those. I make those called breacher bars. Yeah. Uh, I, VBS is breachers, but I'm sure we'll get to that. And I will sit here and shut up so you guys can actually do your show. <laughs> I think uh, you should have your own show, man. Yeah, well, nobody likes me that much. I mean, there'd be like six visitors, and they'd be four of them would be family or something.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of them one would of, be a cat, a cat named Biscuit, and a dog. Well,
1: I know. was getting ready to say one of them be a dog, right? A lab. makes sense. At me. He finally went over and sit down. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll just sit here and be there's, quiet.
4: There's not, there are not enough podcasts about sunflower seeds and uh, uh, big country dicks or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yes, please move on, or I'll start uh, talking uh, again. You have a, you have a new say, wicked edge. Yeah, uh, it's it's good so far. Do I need to say more than that? I mean, <sighs> Stephen Bishop asked me a very lengthy question. That was a, it was a good question, and I was going to go into a whole thing. And uh, I, I'm just going to give him my gut reaction so far. The clamp is way better. The fact that the the system itself it's not attached to any kind of base. Just just the system weighs like 17 pounds, so you don't need any. You know, my pro- one problem I had with my uh, first-gen Wicked Edge W100 I had for years, thank you, Kate. Um, it, when I wanted to take it to you know, a friend's house, they'd be, you know, bring your sharpener over so you can sharpen my stuff when you're here, especially non-knife people. It was really a pain to carry that thing around, and even though this is 10 times the size, it's actually going to be smaller and easier to transport just because it does not have to be attached to a big you know, marble, paper, stone, whatever base it's, it is what it is. It just sits there. It's like three quarter inch thick aluminum on every side. So, um, the, the clamp is way superior. The, uh, I mean, the arms are on rod ends now, which is an I think an absolute necessity. Um, the adjustments are all accurate. I used my, you know, angle finder and, and played with it. And I I just can't find anything I don't like so far. And that, that's about six hours of fidgeting. And uh, I'll have to report back when I see something I don't like. But, I mean, oh. it's, it's definitely... I think as big of a jump as it is from a Lansky or something like that to a basic Wicked Edge, it was an equal-sized huge jump to the uh, the Pro. And I think the most important thing that I don't want to have to type out is that I got it from a very unique source that we're having trouble... Figuring out exactly what what Kingdom Knives is, mm. not to be confused oh, with Kingdom Armory. But
1: oh, I thought um, you were going to say your mom. Oh, sorry,
4: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was the short winded explanation of the of the of the uh, new sharpening system. Yes, yes
2: I'm surprised. We were, like, did did you, s- do you start medication or something? Because you normally it's forty thousand fucking words to get it out.
1: <laughs> hey Brian, hey Brian, I I d- here here is my here's my one response to this, and you'll understand it too. Every time somebody asks me about these kind of uh, these kind of sharpeners, they always ask me, "Hey, what angle do you grind your knives? What bevel? What (laughs) angle do you grind your bevel?" And I'm like, "That depends how many beers I had, man." That's exactly the answer I'd love to say, but it really depends on the knife. It depends on the grind. It depends on any of this, and. You know, when they start that kind of stuff, it's really hard for me to say because on some of my knives, it may be a very deep uh, grind. On some of them, I mean, it may be paper thin. I never know. And when they they really say, well, what angle do you grind all this stuff? How do you answer that? Um, I mean, they
3: normally, you know,
1: I used to get that a lot
2: in the beginning, but I haven't had somebody ask me that in quite a long time now.
4: It's also it's a way different question uh, for a knife that has any kind of robotics associated with its production compared to Aaron, who uses you know his, his hands and a rock basically to to build his knife. So
1: it's pretty much that's that's the the. Story it's a very different question. I'm fucking yeah. dumb
4: as shit, so you know. But um, you know, there, there's no there's no referencing uh, uh, the way that your machine setup. Uh, bevel or anything like that so
1: okay yeah i just wondered about that Uh, the uh the other question i would have about that sharpener is the clamp on the on the blade Mm -hmm. um do you ever have any issues with it uh scratching the blades or making a mark
4: or anything like that no i mean uh aluminum is just first off aluminum is so much softer than than uh obviously steel, but, but even a DLC or a PVD or whatever, if the blade moves, you know, uh, one of the popular beginners failures with these that, that actually clamp the knife, uh, you know, if it's not set up right and it moves while you're sharpening it, then you could have some of the material rub off onto the blade or whatever. But from, from talking to other people that use these things, almost everybody puts a piece of tape on the blade if they're worried about it. I never do because you know most most of the sharpening are my users so so
1: if anybody used one of these on mine just for reference (laughs) you need you need to wrap the knife in a a whole car worth of of leather not to scratch the blade because i use pot metal okay so (laughs) you're you're gonna ruin the blade if you try to use one of these clamps you're actually probably going to crush it. You're probably not even eating it.
4: It's- the, the first time, uh, yeah, the first time I clamped your your uh, one of your knives into this thing, uh, I, I haven't seen the knife. haven't seen the, the knife since.
1: Yeah, it's good. It squeezed oh, down so, so small,
4: it just fell into the sharpener somewhere. It I didn't rub it. off on the blade. The blade rubbed off on the sharpener.
2: That's you right.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: This is a good time to talk about Jake's man crushed on Aaron Frederick. Uh, speaking of rub off, I'm sure there's been a lot of times where he's rubbed off onto Aaron.
1: It's okay. I'm a sailor. I can handle that. That's
0: true.
4: <laughs> a little self-deprecating humor. There it is. He he told me up front he was a sailor and he can handle anything. Yeah, I can. I can pretty much. I can roll with whatever do, you go. Do I? Do <laughs> I have to? Def- do I defend myself? At no, all? not at all. I don't. Well, I don't feel like right, you need. I'm to. Going to. Aaron makes me laugh. I mean, I'll hold your hand if you need. And, but, yeah. and so do, and so did my wife. And you look, look what happened to her. She got pregnant twice. And, and what's make, funny
0: is when when Jake talks to Aaron Frederick or even mentions Aaron Frederick's name, he starts to get a little Southern twang to his voice. It's almost oh like God. he's trying to channel him. It's really funny. I you know don't I'm not know. even I'm not I don't even
1: I don't even know what the fuck you're all talking about. I do not have an accent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you cocksuckers. Uh, well now you, it's a good now, yeah. I guess now's a good time for us to uh, to talk about Aaron. Yeah. Or have Aaron talk about Aaron. How about that?
1: That's a great idea. I've pretty much fucked the whole show up,
4: so you all just do everything
1: you
0: can. No, no this is absolutely this is absolutely fabulous, buddy.
4: No, so the the show's only good quality is honesty. So you haven't fucked anything. Br- uh, brutal. I, I really, I
1: really do like the fact that you're trying those, um, those sharpeners. Um, here is my honest thing about it. Uh, I've never really used one, but I really feel as a custom maker that every person that really gets into custom knives needs to have a couple of hundred dollars worth of sharpening systems. Um. I, I will say that, uh, what is it, DMT, the Diamond Stones, um, I really, really respect them as a company, and I, I know you all haven't introduced me, and I know you all uh, haven't done all this stuff, but I want to tell this right now while I'm thinking about it. Um, when I was in, uh, in the Navy, um, I would be boots on ground in Iraq and things like that. And everybody found out that I made knives because I had no problem telling everybody because I was selling a lot of uh, CRKT before they they stuck me in the back and hit me in the ass with a, a big rocket. Um, but um, CRKT did? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, CRKT. Yeah. Right. Um, I used to sharpen everyone's knives. Everyone's. Every jerk-off Marine that found out that I would sharpen their K-bars – um I would sharpen them. I would literally come back to my rack and and sharpen knives half the night. Because, well one you ain't got nothing else to do. You're you're in hell so you might as well sharpen knives. So I had uh two uh DMT stones. I had a black, which is a coarse and a red, which is a, a is kind of a fine and I had a leather strop that, that was mine that I actually made. And I would sharpen everybody's knives and then I would have somebody go back and, and deliver all the knives to something because I was an officer and I could tell somebody to go do shit. Huh. And when I got home and I told DMT that I had done that with basically the same stones for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of knives that I had resharpened and resharpened, they sent me brand new stones. I didn't ask for it. I just wanted to go tell them, hey, you know, I've sharpened these. So I got new stones from DMT. They sent them to me. They just gave them to me. Um, and you're still
0: using them today?
1: Oh, yes, I, I still do. I, I actually didn't even really start using the new stones that they sent me hardly until it just really started doing uh, VBSS stuff. But basically, the whole point of that that I was talking about is everybody starts talking about the steels that we use. And Brian can, I guarantee he can confirm this. If you're sitting there looking at a four or $500 knife, and you don't at least have stones to be able to sharpen that, why are you fucking with me? <laughs> Go away. Because your Arkansas stone is about as useless as a limp dick. They won't do anything. Get some stones, you know, but
0: that's there it is. Brian would prefer that you don't sharpen his knives
2: and you send them back to him to get sharpened. No, I do not prefer that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather you slit your wrist with it than do that. Damn. (laughs) Oh my God. I think I have a love affair with this man. (laughs) I think we should collaborate. (laughs) <laughs> Let's make knives together. <laughs> oh shit. What?
0: Oh no, A match made in
1: hell.
4: Yeah. yeah. I mean, halfway through the collaboration they would quit making knives, actually. That's true. Like, Fuck <laughs> these <"This."> people. <laughs> yeah. That's that's I the hate, actual Harikari.
1: I hate everyone. Fuck these people.
0: <laughs> so Aaron, you just get got back from uh from Florida from the East Coast Custom Knife Show.
1: How was it? Um well the the first thing that you never do is trash the show. Um, <laughs> the 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 uh, the traffic was very light. The show setup up was perfect. Um, the room was great. Um, the venue was great. Honestly, just no one showed up. Um, I sold enough to cover the show, but. It was uh, it was a tough show, and uh, they're still I building.
2: Yeah, no, that's only the second year, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's yeah, the second year that
1: it's. It been. is the second year, and and most people, and you know, uh, Steve Delac runs that show, and a lot of people know. Some people don't. I work with Steve a whole lot. Steve has really helped me out through the years, especially when I first got back from the military. Um, you know, so I did the security at the TKI and, and and things like that. So I work with Steve some. But, you know, it, it's very tough to start a show. And when you have to start a show because uh, knife laws and politicians are dickheads, it's really tough. Um, the March show that normally was held in uh, New York City. Mm-hmm. We used to have it in the Crown Plaza. That was one of the better shows that I ever had. And I tell you the comparison of it. uh, Brian will know what I'm talking about. The AKI, which is the most high-end makers in the entire world, there was so many of them at that normal March show in New York City that they had a meeting at that show because they had at least 75% of the members. So you got guys that are selling knives for twenty and $30,000 a piece that come to this show. So they, they kick us out of New York because we can't have uh, thumb studs. And then you go to New Jersey, which wants to start making exotic materials, even though they're not, you know, I literally had somebody tell us that uh, Mastodon and Mammoth was an endangered species. I'm like, it's like I got Seriously. news for you, buddy. <laughs> They're more than endangered. Yeah. So They're a little more so, than endangered, buddy. So we have a hard time with having very high end knives because everybody wants to use uh, uh fossilized ivory of some sort, you know, for handles on very, very expensive knives. So the March show is normally a very high end knife show. So so everybody doesn't go to jail, you know, he's had to move it. And building a show is tough, especially in the uh, days of the Internet and things like that. Um, So the show was uh, it. It wasn't dismal, but it's building.
2: Let me ask you, how much does it cost for a table for that show? Because if it's the same like it was in New York, I mean, that's a that's a pricey amount for for Um, for a maker to go and not get the traffic
1: yes sir uh i definitely agree with you there i think the tables were 500 dollars. oh that's not too bad uh, oh, we, not no bad no it it wasn't the normal like 750 like in yeah. new york yeah. right oh, and that's, it that's- was also you had a, an eight foot table and a big room you had plenty of room they also had a bar set up inside oh that's they nice. they served oh, break they served breakfast to all the people uh that were vips and they served breakfast and things in the room um for all the makers and that was free. That was part of the show package. Well, that's cool. yeah, that's good. uh, uh, And you know, he, he, he moved it and adjusted it. The only downside is that um, spring breaks going on and you've got a whole group of idiots running around. um, Half the girls are naked, but you know, okay. But uh, you you still have a, a, a very expensive motel room um next year he's already uh he's already talked to me about it they're going to try to get it away from spring break and the motel rooms will go down a little bit but you know uh, that makes sense i mean it is what it is It, it was it was a tough show i mean it really was um i i really sat there and looked at myself and said what the fuck did i do wrong here you know so
0: well, you've got some exciting stuff coming out. Maybe that wasn't the right audience to see that. See some no, of this new it stuff. It really but wasn't. I'm I'm pretty excited personally about some of the stuff you have on the horizon. But before we get to that, Aaron, can you talk a little bit about your uh, your origin, so to speak? The what I know you've been doing this a long time, and I don't think any, at least most of our audience doesn't know how deep down the knife making rabbit hole you've been. So if you can tell us a little bit about your history, that would
1: be great. Okay. Well, that's, uh, I probably did come into this uh, very different than Brian. I actually, when I started doing this, I came from the very, very high-end section of the deal. I mean, I actually started doing this 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only 16 when I started it, and some people may or may not know, but my teacher was John W. Smith uh, from Kentucky. Uh, he was an AKI, uh, maker. He's actually one of the best makers in the world. Just tell
0: everyone what an AKI maker is. Uh,
1: so. it's art knife invitational. Uh, the only way you can get into it is be voted in by the actual other makers. Uh, they only have the show once every two years. Um, and generally when you go into the room, well, on first of all to be able to go into the room you have to be a customer that is invited to come to the show you can't just say well i wouldn't want to go to the aki you have to be invited to go to it and on the other side of that it's about three hundred dollars to walk in the door just mm. to get in and um you have to try to win enough you you don't just get to go up and say hey i want that knife." You gotta put your name in for that knife, and there's kind of a lottery to be allowed to buy that knife. And uh the last several years that I was there with John, there was one point like nine million dollars worth of knives sold.
0: Oh my god.
1: Out of thirty makers.
0: Jesus.
1: So it's uh it's a little different room uh than than your tactical hundred dollar you know knives you're, we're talking you're talking
0: fine metals we're talking you know a lot of engraving that kind. yeah
1: of yeah you're talking about knives that people spent six months on mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's not like oh i cnc'd this um and here <laughs> like Brian. you know
0: he prints his knives out so
1: well i i don't want to knock cnc guys i really don't uh i'm just saying that uh when you got Somebody that sits and engraves for a hundred hours, right? Or something on a knife, um, they should get paid more than somebody that they damn well better, right? I mean, you know, I'm just saying that it, you're writing a program, it takes a certain amount of skill. I understand, and I sure do not have it. Um, but you know, when you sit and hand engrave something, I think if um,
0: Brian spent you know four months on what single knife, he might actually kill himself. Maybe. He's he's muted I, up, I so we can't even respond.
3: I would like to see what a four month CNC knife looks like.
0: It's just all cnc <laughs> away. There's just nothing it left. It's
3: just dust.
1: Oh.
4: So I I um, got a great news for you, Dave. I, I haven't I have a knife that I made that took four months.
0: <laughs> it's still not even done yet.
4: <laughs> well I'm just getting
1: play hell with you because I have all kinds of them that have taken me that long, assholes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I do most things with files, so fuck it. Um, so, Lavon, I have absolutely no idea where I was because I'm an idiot.
0: So, it, you, you were just talking about um, your you know training under John W. Smith, who is okay. also so, your father in law.
1: Yes, he is. I started this when I was sixteen. Um, of course, I started like most everybody uh, making you know fixed blades or whatever. Uh, did that for a long time. Um, and then I'd say about, well, I can't say a long time, uh, the Damascus, um, kind of frenzy started about two years after I really got into knives and, you know, it's kind of funny is that, um, I got into it just basically saying, man, I love knives because you know, I hunt all the time.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, I, I don't, sorry to interrupt. Just give us an idea what year this is. Just to kind that of frame was
1: it. 1993. Cool. Makes uh, sense. When I, when I kind of, when I started dating John's daughter. Um, well said. And, uh, you know, he, he finally told me I was, I could come out in the shop and, 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 and kind of learn what he was doing and him not kill me because, you know, eventually he knows that i'm boning his daughter um and then you know i kind of got i got very interested in on the process of how you're making things i have never been like oh look i just a knife i really like the how what you're doing if you give me three of the same thing same model same everything i'll make three different knives because i don't have a set way that I like to do things. Um, even, even then. Uh, so when the Damascus craze really started in probably, uh, 95 on up, uh, we went and actually, uh, Rick Hender and John Esler. And I don't know if John Esler even makes knives anymore, but of course everybody knows Hinder knives. Hender used to make, uh, a lot of, uh, Damascus and, uh, we went in, uh, in 95 and learned how to make, uh, Damascus from Hinder. And we stayed at Hinder's house and I know everybody knows Hinder knives, but back in those days, Hinder actually had a shop in a big barn and he lived, he actually, his house and he lived up in the top of the loft wow. of this, of this barn type deal. Times and he have taught changed. Oh yes, sir. Um, and he taught us how to make Damascus and then, uh, you know, how to, how to actually forge it up, you know, what we're, what we're going to do, how you're going to forge it up and pattern wise, that's always kind of just something that's up to you, but he taught us actually how to forge it. So, um, the first Damascus we started to make, uh, was probably in 95, 96 and then, uh, I went to college in 96 and, um, uh, of course I, I started doing metals when I was in college and, uh, I, I started getting a bunch of the knowledge to be able to do it. So we built a press and, and things like that, 96, 97, and then we really started making a lot of steel. Um, and then, uh, the high end market was probably where I, I lived uh, from probably 97 all the way until 2001. And I really made a lot of high end automatics and things like that. Uh, wow. Made all my own steel. Uh, you know, I did a lot of actual gold work. I do a whole lot of engraving and, you know, actual engraving and things, uh, back in those days. And then, you know, no matter how anybody wants to look at it, when the towers fell in 2001, the knife market even changed. Um, oh. The uh, The high-end market um, started kind of just not being what it was. It, it just uh, it started going more tactical and uh, more repetitive, and I call them cookie-cutter knives. Do you think that if you that make had- 15 of the same thing and nothing changes, that's a cookie cutter?
0: Aaron, do you um, think that had something to do with the fact that uh, people – felt like they had to be more ready for shit to hit the fan or do you think it was uh do you think it was um what should i say do i think it it should be something that should have happened or do you think it was kind of an overreaction
3: to something well hmm. live on with the deep psychological insights here no i think it's no no
1: i i I really understand what he's talking about i never did understand it uh i never understood why everybody thought that uh money was doing anything you know um because money didn't really hit hit.
0: yeah because money didn't really hit the fan until what like 2008 or i guess slightly before that
1: maybe before that um Things just changed. That, right. I mean, that's all I can really say. The that's knife for market damn sure. changed. Mm-hmm. The knife market changed, and and I'll say just flat out. I mean, uh, I didn't stay in the game as tight as uh, as I could. But there is one point, and Brian, I actually don't know when you entered the market. Um, when, like two years when ago. you <laughs> when you actually start looking at certain things. In, say, 2002, uh, 2003, early 2003, there was a great market for a dressed-up, a little bit tactical knife for the $600 range. Wow, yeah. Okay.
2: I didn't even know there was knives for 10 years after that.
1: That's I didn't awesome. even okay. know about well, custom knives. Okay, well... In the 2002 2003, at the $600 range, I honest to goodness owned that market. Um, I file worked the blades, I file worked the liners, I put mastodon on the handles, I would put Damascus on the bolsters, and I would sell those as fast as I could get them done. Um, And then in 2003, I just decided that, uh, for some reason, even though my knife business was going pretty good, I would join the military. (laughs) So, um, I, I kind of laid out of the market, the main market, uh, for a lot of years after 2003, I still made knives. I still sold a lot of knives. I still sent them to wherever I just didn't do as many shows.
0: Well, you can't say woohoo because the military has been like a big part of your life.
1: You know, it's not just something to gloss over, right? Well, no, I I won't gloss over it because I am the, uh, I'm the epitome of go, go Navy, you know, so, uh, uh, I, I don't know, kind of steer me where you want me to go. I, I actually loved, I loved the military and, uh, Uh, I I only got out because I wound up getting uh, getting hurt so bad. And then I'm even at this point right now that I've healed up, I'm doing everything I can to see if I can't get into the uh, into the army reserves. I'm switching branches but I'm doing everything I can to get back into the army reserves. Cause I still feel like I have something to contribute. So, but, and even
0: while you were there, I mean, knives played a big part, you know, in what you were doing, not only because you knew everybody had to have one with them, but I think a lot of people knew you were a knife maker. You said it yourself, people, you would sharpen people's knives on base, but you've made knives for a lot of people that carry them, right?
1: Well, I designed an entire line of knives and, uh, I, I was what they call a VBSS. It's Visit Board Search and Seizure officer. I was a boarding officer for uh teams that um just search vessels. Um basically anytime you're out in the ocean you see uh you see all kinds of ships, but when you're in an area that's really bad. Um let's just name every country in the Middle East. Um <laughs> Anytime you're over in that area, you you go out and search those vessels, even if they're just little old fishing vessels. And most of the time, you just go out and talk to them. You give them a case of water. You give them a whole carton of cigarettes, give them a bunch of candy. You know, that's your normal boarding as a VBSS officer. Uh, every once in a while, you'll run into something that sucks. And uh, I designed an entire line of knives uh, of VBSS stuff. And the fixed blades and folders, the folders, obviously, because they have moving parts, um, they're not near as strong as the, uh, as the fixed blades, but the fixed blades that I did, you could, I I mean, they should be able to stand a fucking nuclear explosion. I, I you know, now, but, I mean, the,
0: I've seen these knives the folders and the fixed blades. Like we talk about how someone called one of Brian's knives a folding pry bar. That person's obviously an idiot, but that's beside yeah, the fuck point. that
2: guy, by the way. Yeah,
0: that guy sucks. But you actually made a folding pry bar that
1: cuts shit. Well, it's literally called a breacher. And mm-hmm. at, that's literally what it is. Um, the Brown will appreciate it. Brian, when I do those knives, I have to make the pivots for them. I have to heat treat the pivots. Um, I actually can't make them out of regular stuff. So the uh, the normal size of those is uh, 160,000 uh, titanium, uh, the, the liners. And then I can't countersink anything because I got to leave as much titanium and stuff to hold them in place as I can. Right. Uh, throughout the uh, spacer that I do, I actually put uh, heat treated one eighth uh, uh, pins all the way down the the spacer on the inside to hold them together. You know, so if somebody actually does start, you know, torquing down on them like an idiot when they should be torquing up on the blade, but you know, people are idiots that they don't they don't give up you know so i literally sit and design these things till somebody could do something stupid with them uh and the knife still make it back Uh, you know obviously you need a fixed blade when you're really doing this stuff but um the the folders will be able to handle it you know because i actually literally have to uh i have to hand make every piece or they just don't they just don't work I've showed a couple of
0: those knives to friends of mine that are service members, firefighters and stuff. And it really does speak to them. Are you going to continue to make some of them? We'll link to pictures of them and things like that in the description.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and, uh, I've even got to the point that, uh, you know, I give police and firefighters and, you know, military and everything. I give them a discount on my knives. Uh, when I first started making the breachers and I had, uh, I just got out of the service, and I was trying to show them to VBSS guys. Um, You know, I've never been associated with SEALs. Uh, The VBSS and the SEALs are not the same thing. The SEALs taught us how to do a lot of this stuff. Uh, But through word of mouth and things like that, some of these knives wound up in the hands of some of the SEALs and some of the VBSS and Some of the SWICs and things like that. So, a lot of times when these guys will call and start talking about knives, I'll ask them, you know, what their pay grade is and that I would like to speak to their chief. And then, so I've made a whole lot of these knives for service members that were E3s and E4s. And I'll talk to their chief and I'll find out, you tell me, is this guy an actual E3, E4? And I know what that some bitch makes for a living. I know what his pay is. And there's a lot of times that I would send these guys knives, and I basically almost lose money on them because I was trying to send them downrange. Some they'll actually exactly
0: where they were. They'll actually use it. Speaking of seals and being trained, don't you have a story about a somewhat famous knife maker uh, who was sent to train Navy SEALs, quote unquote? <laughs>
3: Well, oh. you ought to
0: tell that. You ought to tell that
3: story. I, I like the sound of this. The and go well, ahead and
0: mention names because it's funny as shit. The
1: the uh, I'll start a fucking firefight if I tell this. Nah,
4: thing. you'll be fine.
0: Just go ahead and tell
4: it. Uh, I uh,
1: I I you talking about the one <laughs> you with don't, the Master chief?
4: You don't have to name names if you yes. don't want to name names. Don't pressure the poor guy. Let's 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 just leave names out of it uh,
1: because. I really – I don't want to stab somebody in the fucking neck at a knife show. I mean, somebody approaches me, I'll be like Kit Carson with the same dude when they had a problem at the show. Kit Carson told him just flat out, if you say anything else, I'm going to let this pistol rack underneath this table. What? Ooh, same dude. What? <laughs> I'm lost. Kit Carson, uh, Carson really did that? Break. Oh, I- you damn right. <laughs> Kit Carson is a – well – Okay, well, on on the other side of that, I don't know how you're all going to edit this
0: shit. Well, he's a dead person. We know that.
1: Well, Kit Carson is one of my teachers, okay? Uh-huh. I was trained by... Everybody that taught me how to make knives is fucking royalty Seriously. in the knife business. Um, wow. When John couldn't go to a show, um, Kit Carson was basically who, who took care of me at shows. Okay, so I have literal patterns like hard patterns. I have drawing all kinds of stuff from Kit Carson. I have, uh, I have actual hard patterns from Ron Lake. I have stuff from Jared Corby, uh, or not Corby. Uh, yeah, Corby. He, he, he worked in the, the movie Cobra. Um, I, I, you know, I grew up with these guys. I was 16 running around 17, running around a lot of these guys. So, but, um, You were the young whippersnapper. Oh, yeah. Well, I was not stupid enough that I didn't pay attention to everything that they told me. And I didn't just think that I knew everything. I knew I was a jack off, and they taught me how to do stuff. Um, But the story that you're talking about, um, when I was already enlisted in the Navy, I decided that I really wanted to go officer. Um, I already had a uh, degree, so I didn't have to do anything about it. So, um, I wound up with a master chief, uh, out of Louisville that had basically transferred there to do recruiting because he was going to retire. He already had about 35 years in, he had been shot like six times, he'd been stabbed a couple of times. He had so many purple hearts that it was just stupid. He was a a, a navy seal, he used to be, you know, he used to be a navy seal, he was a swick. He, he had both pins on. I mean, he was a terrifying. High-ranking.
0: Summit. Oh, my person. gosh.
1: He was a terrifying Master Chief. So, here I was, an E5 uh, gunner's mate. and uh, Small fry. He, he was helping me go into officer school, and he knew I was going to be an officer. He knew he was going to get me in. And then, so, after most of my paperwork, and I'd almost been completely accepted, you know, they – and he was like what do you do you know since you're in the reserves finds out I'm a knife maker and you know on and on and on so he goes you know I know a knife maker and uh the guy the guy showed up uh, to teach us how to knife fight you know on self-defense and knife fighting i was like oh really and he told me the guy's name and he told me you know you know the knives and things like that and this was in California um I don't know a hint it's a hint I don't know which SEAL team it was it, it two, five. It doesn't matter. Everybody wants to say, oh, it's SEAL team six. What the fuck's that supposed to mean? What makes a difference? SEALs are fucking badasses. It doesn't matter what they are. But um, anyway, the mass chief goes over and watches whoever it is is trained in an fight and The MASH chief taps an E-5, um, which is a petty officer second class, um, he taps him on the shoulder and he goes, "Hey, go take that fucking knife from me." So, you know, this guy is is showing on how badass you know you can train with knives. This E five, which is probably twenty years old, walks into the thing and whips the absolute piss out of the person that's supposed to show on on how the knife fight. That's amazing. And it takes. Takes the knife, walks back to the mass chief, and says, "Here, mass chief, uh, what do you want me to do?" And this is a custom knife that he's demonstrating all his shit with. Well, the mass chief says, looks at the whole group and said, "Dismissed." And everybody just looks at the guy that's training. And, says,
0: and would you say anybody waved? Oh,
1: the mass chief. As soon as the mass chief that was said dismissed. Hint that's it nobody said anything you know master chief just said dismissed everybody left the master Damn. chief walked away with a knife huh. he actually walks away with the knife and the master chief the next time i see him brings it to him and shows it to me and i was like hey master chief you know i could probably get like 18 1900 for that <laughs> knife like <laughs> right now um i could sell that right now and you know that was in the uh, Probably January of two thousand five. Wow. Um, so yeah, it. Uh, true story, Master Chief, mm-hmm, Master Chief Baldridge. He didn't fuck around. True story. But I don't know how you're going to edit that shit. That that I is also the see. Master Chief
0: that the Halo series is based on. Fun fact. Yeah, maybe I don't. Yeah, Fun fact. Well,
1: he was a bad son of bitch, though. So. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> it's a good story. Uh, Back to. All right, what else you want to talk about? Woohoo. Um,
0: well, that's some crazy stories that you've told us, but you have a lot of stuff coming up too. Namely these projects under the Trash Panda label. What is Trash Panda?
1: Well, I really um I really wanted to try to branch out and and make a, a knife that was absolutely as hard use as somebody could do. You know, uh, so Trash Panda started out with a fixed blade, and it's a very big fixed blade. And normally, I make them out of three V, um, and Trash Panda, and basically all of my knives, but Trash Panda especially have a lifetime warranty. Um, I that's don't something what,
0: that's something that I know everyone who owns one of your knives ever always talks about is that you basically don't care
1: what people do to your knives. You no, you take care I, of them. I I just want a story. Right, I, I really just want a story, and it really doesn't matter what knife it is. I want a story. Tell me something that I can show everybody what you did to fuck this knife up. You know, uh, there's only certain things that you can't stand behind. You can't stand behind wood. You can't stand behind ivory. You can't stand behind pearl. You know, uh, but if if your blade and your lock are are there, and you fuck it up, I will fix it or I will replace it. I've always done that. Um, and the only problem that I've ever had is everybody looks at my prices and goes, well, then what the fuck is wrong with it?
0: So let me clarify that for everyone. Aaron's prices are low. So Aaron does not charge... Having a $500, 600 knife from, from Aaron is a rarity. Uh, most of his knives run between what 250 and 475 yeah mostly i mean you get a
1: 600 hundred dollar knife sure once the materials get in there yeah Yeah. i've dressed it up or i've used something silly um but i've always said in a in 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 any environment that i've ever done any of this i've always said that i would rather everybody in the room have one of my knives in their pocket than me be the, the most spoken, most talked about uh, knife maker that they want to get a lotto from. Right. Um, I've never worried about what this secondary market that I got this knife for $600 and I'm going to turn around and sell it for $18. Right. I've, I've never worried about that because that shit only lasts a little while. You I've see done this I've done this for 25 years. Most of these people I have watched so many people come and go that they don't even know what the knife business is even fucking about. You know, it, it drives me crazy. We're like, well, this guy is hot shit. Yeah, well, he's gonna start taking money from people and not producing the knives and he'll be gone in two years. Yep. And nice. I can I can give examples. I can throw names down. You the know? threat is
0: real. The threat is real. I, and I have to tell you, it, it all comes down to perception. It's very funny when you tell someone, you have, you know, immaculately made knives. There's not a CNC machine in your shop. You don't have, you don't water jet any parts. Mm-mm. Everything is no. hand cut, hand filed, and hand finished. So that's something to be said right there. And a lot of people say, oh, well, he must be making that shit in Pakistan then. Uh It does not compute to them that this does not cost $1,000. And I can't help but think that if you put a $900 price tag on one of your knives, it might be like, oh, my God, i got to have that knife.
1: I've had that discussion with a couple of makers, and I will name drop on this one. Brian Feldholder and uh, John Gray uh, both recently. uh, John Gray, I think this week, and uh, Brian Fellholder maybe two weeks ago we're complaining it's like dude i think if you raise your prices uh people would buy knives more um i don't understand that logic but on the other side of that i don't understand the logic of the buyers uh when you say that kind of stuff you know where is their head well you've
0: got to remember like we're in a weird pocket now like makers who are making the same knife you know two years ago have doubled the price of their their knives at their table to meet the demands of the secondary market because half that money wasn't going to them. Like I can talk about the, uh, like Jesper Voxnays, for example. You could get one of his knives, you know, 500 bucks at his table. You know what, a couple years ago? Now, you know, 950, 1,000. And does he sell every single one? Damn right. And it only comes to the, the show with maybe three knives. Hmm. So there's that. Now, going back to the Trash Panda line, uh, I was under the impression when you first launched this brand that this was going to be like a semi-production uh, line that you were producing. But no, they are still full-blown custom knives made for a different audience.
1: Uh, well, I really tried. I really did. I really tried. Um, the uh, John has a very fucking decrepit old um cnc machine that if you really get down to it to me it's more like a uh pantograph it's a very old deal it it barely will do a profile i mean it's basically an email that might as well be run off tape john gray Um, was
0: talking to me about getting one of those at some
1: point too um Brian, uh, are you still hanging? You, yeah. um, oh Brian's yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, I'm still okay. Here. Well, it's a it's a 1992 Herco. Um, that uh, basically the machine that he has can do a profile of a of a knife. You know right. it. it it, it just barely does that. And when I did Trash Panda, I really thought that I was going to be able to uh, cut these knives out with a bandsaw and throw them down and have this thing go around them and just do the profile. But the more I found out, the more the machine was taking longer than I could literally cut them because, you know, what's a 1992 CNC machine? I mean, they had
2: decent ones back there, but you're to- like, you said, you're talking about a knee mill that's just doing X and Y and it's probably dovetail ways, maybe box ways. So there's a lot of play in them and it's just, yeah, they're not that great.
1: You know, and everything that, that they would throw off on it, it wouldn't match up with what I was trying to do. Um, so most of the time it wound up slower than what I wanted to be. Um,
0: so, this just ended up being an extension of your custom, custom yeah, knives. Yeah, it,
1: it wound up, what it really wound up being is I was trying to make a fixed blade that uh, everybody could use, you know, and use the shit out of them. If you guys and,
0: haven't handled one of these things, like, I thought it was a much smaller knife knife when I first saw the pictures. It is a big, beefy fixed blade of doom. That is what it is.
1: Well, I mean they're 316 thick. The blades are the blades are big. You know, they, they've got probably a six inch blade. Um it's not a joke. It's definitely I, not a joke. I, I I forgive me for not remembering the actual dimensions because I'm drunk. But you know, um you know, they're a big knife. And uh actually because of Jake and and you uh I decided that I would do a kitchen model of that. And uh, I'm actually, uh, Jack and LaVon actually get the first ones. The first one's coming out. They're ABL. um, Kitchen pandas. They're kitchen pandas. Uh, And um, since you two are so freaking picky, I have to change my, you know, the finish that I want to do. But, um, because you guys are so picky, I decided that on pandas, the actual trash pandas, when I go to the blade show, there's going to be several different options on, uh, on finishes. I'm going to do a, uh, normal tumble the way I've normally done it. And then I'm going to do a wheel finish one. Um, that'll be real nice that, that, that I'm going to do. And then, uh, I was talking to Strider, Mick Strider, um, and maybe doing some, you know, I don't know how you describe it. The ones that, that you actually talk about looking like they're uh, flint-napped. Or, you know, it's actually got... A blackwash? Well, you know, the grind marks that look like it's been napped out of the knife. Oh, like the, uh, I've uh, thought about, like the
3: stuff Sebastian
1: does. pork
3: of blades. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've thought about doing some of that kind of stuff. More on the handles than anything else. Um, I don't know how the other guys are going to finish these knives um so you're you're collaborating with
0: a couple makers that are going to oh yeah grind, so grind so blade so blade
1: show blade show i'm going to have uh les george is going to do two uh brian Fellholder is going to do two shane siebert is going to do two um and then uh, mick strider is going to do two and i don't know how they're going to finish these knives i have no idea i'm just sending them the knives that are surface ground with the blades uh, ready and then the handles on them. And uh, they'll, if they finish the handles great, if they don't, they'll send them back to me. I'll finish the handles. Uh, But the blade is going to be theirs. Uh, However, they want to grind it. If they grind it the same way, then it's still going to have their name on it. If they grind it goofy or however they want to do it. um, You know, Matt Harris, Forgot the name it. He's going to do some. I'm sure he's going to do a uh, a very deep chisel grind because wow, it, yeah, on that knife it'll be crazy. Well, because his knives generally uh, they look a whole lot like uh, Horton's because Horton's who taught him how to do it. Hmm. Um, so it's a chisel grind. So, but you know, I've been around a while, so I've got a lot of friends. So there there's going to be a lot of pandas at the blade show. Um, I haven't figured out how I'm going to do it. I really hate doing lotteries. But I'm thinking at the Blade Show I may have to do lotteries to uh to not exclude anyone if you want a trash panda made by a mixed rider. You want sure. made, yeah, made by You're definitely gonna have or, to do that. Definitely. Yeah, you know, I don't know. And this is the first year I've ever had a booth at the uh at the Blade Show. Um Well we can't uh, wait we- to
0: come see what you got there.
1: Well, you know, I'd have probably had a booth before if the Blade Show hadn't stuck their dick in me real hard when I deployed and uh, didn't give me my fucking money back. But you know, we'll we'll just skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next thing,
0: uh, well, first off, I want to tell you what's the price of a trash pan? Ba- a trash pan tonight, two ninety nine. Seabird
1: hasn't ground. Well, I no, 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 no. I'm not raising the price because they. Ra- because they all got right up. you're
3: you're, yeah. you're a maniac that's incredible
1: no no i i did honestly uh, lavon i did have to raise the prices on them and mm-hmm. i'm i'm kind of embarrassed about that they were 275 i've had to raise the prices on them because the steel is a little more expensive now so i am gonna have to charge about 300 for these things now um because uh, the steel, oh, the price hikes on the steel. Yeah, the the price hikes on the steel. I'm I'm just not going to be able to come out uh, if I don't. So I'm going to have to charge about three hundred for the three V ones. Um, I
3: mean, that's twenty five dollars. That's a not- lot.
1: It's
0: a lot of three V yeah. too,
1: Dave.
3: Well,
0: when you see if, when
1: you handle this fixed plate, I
0: mean, I've seen the picture. You're going to freaking. Yeah, you're going to freaking love it. I already. know Yeah, you but are.
1: you know, Jake and and Levon both they seen the pictures and then they came to the show and said. Holy shit! I didn't think that knife was that big, and I was like, "You're like the fifth person that walked up and told I me." I assumed it was like, small too when I saw the picture. Oh, they're a, oh well, they're a big fucking. I just knife, I want to know yeah, how you decided
3: honestly. on the best name for any a line of knives that anyone has ever 100 yeah ever. It's the best ever. It's just that comes up. Well,
1: I I really wish that I had a a, a fucking cool story from that, but uh, I. Uh, and then I know I'm gonna take shit from half these guys. I don't think very highly of my own knives. Um so trash panda just just fit just perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Um no matter no matter what anybody thinks about my knives, I've always thought that uh my knives were just good using knives. So trash panda just
3: fit. I mean, you know. It's right? great. It's a great it's a great logo too. I mean I'm all about it. I love yeah, the logo's that. fantastic. <laughs>
1: I I have a friend of mine um uh that is a graphic artist down in Florida. Uh Libby Libby did my my uh my logos Well, Libby things. killed it. That's what she yeah.
0: did because it's perfect. Uh,
1: I I really like the logo. Um I think I'm going to have to get a smaller version of the deal to go on the new uh uh slip joint because it's going to be it well, be a, it be that's a little, little bit that's where the that's where the discussion was
0: going to go okay. next because we've been talking you know uh, for a while and we've discussed the the marketplace and how it's changed and and you know kind of how it stayed the same and, and the whole idea of what's old is new again and this new trend of modern old fashioned slip joints has really become prevalent in the marketplace and I don't think people can get enough of them at this point. Um, and I know you, you've had a drawing, you've had you've been doing slip joints for a very, very long time, yeah. And you yeah. showed us a drawing of a slip joint that you had designed, I don't know, a long time ago, uh,
1: probably
0: uh, 97, right? Something like that. And you, you used to produce them, you made them. They're a large, they're, I think they're what a three and a half inch blade or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, you you recently built another one just to see. How it would work out, and uh, what were your thoughts?
1: Um, I uh, I had to have a little help. Uh, I will admit that completely. Um, you know, most people know or don't know that John had a stroke um, mm. almost two years ago, and you know, I took over his sales and everything of John's knives. And yes, he is still producing knives. He he's not an emblem. He, he can. He can still produce knives. He's just not going to shows. Um, but uh, I had to have a little help because uh, to do the thing. So JB Stout, I'd love to, you know, throw that out there that JB Stout really helped me uh, with the heat treat on the uh, springs. Just just wanted to throw that out there so everybody listening can 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 Absolutely. get the accolades on that because he really helped me out. But I used to do slip joints, but you know, I was young and John, John did a lot of the heat treating and things like that. And I didn't have anything to do with the heat treating because I was like 17 or 18 years old and he was afraid I could burnt the fuck up. So huh. he did all that, you know? So, uh, when it came to it, I didn't do it. Um, so I had to learn how, and he taught me, um, I just really wanted to make a knife that was legal everywhere. Um, you know, a slip joint is basically legal, even in England and England is a fucking douchebag of a country right now because (laughs) you, you can't, you can't even carry a knife because you can, I mean, well, fuck, there's no reason for me to go into that. right But, um, even in New York city, New York city, you, you can't hardly carry anything. You can carry a freaking slip joint because it doesn't have a lock. It's you open it up. And so I wanted to make a knife that had the stiffest fucking joints that you could think about. And, but I wanted to be able to figure it out to be able to produce it at trash Panda prices, trash Panda prices that you broke the son of a bitch. And you gave me a great story and I'll put you a new blade in the son of a bitch. Nice and that's basically where the 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 first prototype i took to uh i took to fort lauderdale yes i sold the the prototype at fort lauderdale um and and that's it it's uh it's basically it's a three inch blade uh uh it's more of a little spear point type deal
0: um I know you did the prototype with Micarta, but we can expect other materials and things like that.
1: Oh yeah, I'm gonna do them. I'm gonna do them as a solid titanium. You know, like the whole handle is gonna be titanium. That's I'm gonna do them out of carbon fiber and and the Micarta. I was selling them at 250. Oh my
4: goodness!
1: You know, and they have a lifetime guarantee, just like everything from Tash Panda. Lifetime guarantee. I don't care what you broke the blade doing. Tell me how you broke the blade. give me a story you know don't don't give me some stupid shit, but give me a story what you did, and that way eventually I can start uh putting a i don't know if it's a blog, but you know I can put it on a website or or something that some smart person can actually use technology um can put up and, and you'll so, probably have
0: to make another Google account by then, but you know, yeah,
1: well, I'll have to hire somebody that <laughs> fucking smarter than me but you know and put it up because i want everybody to have one of my knives in their pocket um
0: well when those i can't wait for that to happen personally because 250 bucks for a solid slip joint like that is gonna it's
1: gonna be pretty cool well there's gonna be a bunch of them at the blade show Mm -hmm. i've already i've already been sitting over on this fucking bandsaw i've already been cutting them out so they're they're coming um, and I've already been cutting them out. I've been cutting a lot of pandas out. Um, I'm kind of gonna switch some of the steels up at uh, Blade show. Uh, they're not all gonna be three v three
0: v slip joint sounds pretty crazy to begin yeah. with
1: uh there there's gonna be some uh, one fifty four pandas and mm-hmm. then there's gonna be some uh one fifty four uh, slip joints. And three V-slip joints. Now, the uh, the slip joints I'm going to call a kit, a trash panda kit. And the reason that comes about is that a uh, baby, baby raccoon is called a kit. Um, so, uh, if anybody doesn't know what a trash panda is, it's a
2: raccoon. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, a raken. A raken. Uh, that's a yank word. I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely uh, not. Yeah. It's raccoon.
0: But uh, um, that's where you are up until this moment. That's pretty impressive. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I'm an idiot. That's that's about as good as I can do. I right have, now. But you're our, you're our idiot. <laughs> well, I can feel that because I like to rub you and you
3: and Jake's beard. <laughs> Aaron, have you thought about having some of that stuff like water jetted? To you know, since since you're so conscious about the price of them, would that save you money, or is it too much of a hassle?
1: I really don't know. Um there's one knife that I, I don't know, uh, Jack and LeVon have actually seen them. I make an actual razor, you know, a shaving razor. Um, I, I contacted some people about getting some of those, uh, water jet and it seemed to me the price was so high to get the materials and to get them uh, cut out that, uh, me sitting in front of my bandsaw for two days, um, didn't seem uh, worth the 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 deal. Um, I understand what you're yeah. saying. Well, I mean, if I had another income, that's you know that's one thing. But um, I've got a really good bandsaw, and I, I sit in front of it for two days. <laughs> and yes, yes, it sucks. I'm not saying that it's fun. It sucks that i sit in front of it and literally when everybody starts saying well how long do you sit there i'm literally saying that i will sit in front of the band fall, saw for six or eight hours hmm. you know and i got a chair and i sit there and do it you know and, and how many are you making when you sit down and do that uh generally on pandas i will sit and cut 25 of them at a time
2: Jesus, because I mean, you you figure for a full size knife, I'm I'm thinking probably ten bucks a piece to cut them out. water jet.
1: is that? I mean, I I'm so ignorant on it, dude, that I don't know. Um, you're 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 so much more advanced than me as a maker that that it's disgusting. Um, yeah, I'm just I giving don't, you a, a rough estimate in
2: price. You know, I mean. It seems like when you got to put it all, you know, when you're buying 25 isn't that much, you know, but when you're buying, you know, a hundred at a time and all of a sudden you're putting out a few thousand dollars then it sucks. But, you know, 10 bucks a piece to me, I would rather have the two days worth of worth of labor to do something else.
1: Well, I mean, and that's um, and I have this discussion with a lot of people um, that I don't seem to know what I'm doing. You you, you do what works for you.
2: I mean, yeah, that's the best. You know, everybody has different ways of doing things.
1: I'm very, very primitive. I really am. I do, uh, I, I do folders that have internal stop pins. You know, inside the blade, and I wind up sitting there cutting those things by hand. I sit and do it by file. You know, because it's easier for me to file it than it is for me to, uh, to do it any other way. And I, I understand that, and and that's the reason when everybody starts talking about. Making one way compared to the other, I don't care how anybody makes their knives. Um, it's the customer that ultimately decides that. Um, uh, yep. Uh, you know, and and I don't care, you know, if they're buying my knives, then I've done something right. If they're buying somebody else's knives, they're doing something right. If you go to a show and there's actually people in the door and you don't sell anything. You either have too high prices or you did—you brought the wrong knives. Uh, that That's the uh, attitude that I was taught very early on in probably 95 or something. But um, I don't care how anybody makes their knives. I know the Knife Makers Guild, um, they had a real issue with that. And when I made into the guild in probably 99 and 2000, I don't care how anybody makes their knives. I just want to be able to make my knives and sell them, you know. So It, it speaks a my, lot
0: to yeah, go ahead, Brian. Sorry.
2: And my only other opinion on that on that is as long as you're honest about the way you do it. Definitely. Don't don't have somebody yes, else sir. make them. Don't be lying saying it's <laughs> all handmade and
1: it's, you know, it's not
3: so. or that's made in Brooklyn. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah well, I don't know I what mean, you're talking about.
1: Kind of like uh kind of like Loveless, you know, um uh, uh, one I knew I knew Loveless. What? So before you guys get any what? handmade or or, or sending any uh, 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 hate mail out of this deal, Loveless was the, the the harshest man that I have ever spoken to, and I am a fucking sailor. <laughs> he cursed me for being there at seventeen, and he wasn't even mad at me. He was just cursing at me. You know, it's just the way he talked and the. The sick thing about it was is that Loveless didn't make even one-third of his own knives. Not even one-third. I bet he didn't grind fucking 15 knives after he really got known. Um, You know, he had all kinds of people in his shop grinding his blades. You know, he didn't do any of this shit himself. It's it's stupid
2: customers. I think they want to be lied to. And, I, I mean, know, it seems that way. That's the
1: reason he got in trouble for fucking mail fraud. Wait, what? Most people don't know that. <laughs> Damn, oh God. this is incredible. You know,
0: well, Why is I it mean, okay to throw him under the bus and not the other guy? Because he's fucking dead.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's yeah, the, but, that's but the drop point lives on. Right.
1: You know, what's what's he going to do? Come to a show and fuck with me? Because...
3: Mm-hmm. You Woo!
1: Know, yeah, I can't stab the fuck out of it. Him and guy the ghost of Brian Tyre
3: gonna come after you. Oh, <laughs> like We just always joke Brian about Tire's him being dead, guy. but we love Brian Ty. Yeah.
1: Oh, Tye. I. I really like Brian Ty. He he's a great guy. We do love him. But yeah, continue. I have no fucking idea where uh, I
3: was about just, him. Please. Love committing mail fraud, which you know. Feel free to not talk about oh, that no, if you don't no. want to. He,
1: no no, he uh you know back in those days you you had to send all your knives through the mail and then uh he would take all this money and and not send them. Oh snap. And and so they got him for mail fraud. Um so yeah, he he'd been in trouble. He was in major trouble for
3: tons maybe, of things. history repeats. Yeah, yeah i to say itself, maybe this huh, is why Dave? so many knife makers <laughs> are also sketchy because the guy that basically invented modern knives also was doing this shit absolutely,
1: absolutely. <laughs> yeah he he was he was something else like i said uh he was the roughest he was the roughest guy to talk to that i ever knew and that's the reason it's it's really funny that i have been to shows uh in the tactical market, uh, and, and people think I'm a new maker. I'm like, what the fuck? Where did you come from? You know, I'm a new maker. Okay. I
0: Young guess I was... Aaron Frederick.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like a look around and go, man, I must really, really suck at this if everybody thinks I'm a new maker. Ooh. I used to think
0: Brian was the Eeyore of the knife industry, but I think Aaron has taken, taken
1: that prize. I mean, I'm enjoying oh, it. God. <laughs> Brian, you you can just throw me anywhere you fucking want because you know honestly I don't give a <laughs> fuck.
3: You know I mean? <laughs> Damn, well, I guess never you know the whole never meet your heroes thing. Damn, seriously. <laughs> Next thing we're gonna find out is that Bill Skagel was up to some wild shit. But I didn't know. Yeah, him. he died in '63. So I guess you, so. I'm just saying I didn't know yeah. him. <laughs>
1: he's, he's putting that out there right away, <laughs> just so you uh, know. Just I didn't know him. That's but now, but now I can sit with uh, Ron Lake and me and him just sitting call call each other fuckers, you know, the whole time. So, uh, if anybody loves Ron Lake or know who he oh, is, yeah. you know, I can sit with I can sit with that old bastard and have a great time. So, uh,
0: and we we did meet. We noticed that when we were at uh, New York this past uh, past show. So that's pretty cool.
1: Well, like I said, if you come to a show and you need to talk to somebody, most of these guys do know me and, uh, I've known them for years and years and I can usually just say, Hey, these guys want to talk to you. Um, uh, well, kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, blade art. Uh, that's kind of how they got started. Uh, if All right. It, it, if it hadn't been for me, they wouldn't have been they wouldn't be selling knives right now. So
0: Aaron's a behind the scenes type of character. Seriously. He's been secretly pulling the strings of the knife industry since nineteen ninety-five.
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't even that. It was uh, actually nineteen ninety nine, uh, when that shit went on. But uh Well pardon Larry, me. Well, when Larry Brahms came onto the scene, nobody was selling knives. That is no shit. Uh nobody's selling knives and uh i actually uh ran into him and he was talking about stuff and of course in 99 i was in college and selling knives was everything i wanted to do
0: and this is um, this is about the time when the two crkt knives came about right
1: the first one the first one yes uh, about that time that's when i gave them the first top flipper uh crkt yeah
0: so let me put this out there Aaron had a front flipper design to CRKT before the turn of the century. What?
3: Yeah, well, that's the story yeah. that also needs to be told. No, no,
1: right? No, no. I actually, uh, I've designed four knives for CRKT. Yes,
0: um, so, and they're pretty cool, uh, Dave. You got to. I, I looked pictures up a couple nights ago. They're pretty nice looking knives. They all have some stupid CRKT like mechanism or something, extra lock or some kind of crap. But
1: yeah, they they put that uh, safety that fucking the safety on locks. one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah locks. it, it's, and it was they, like they put it. They put a safety on one of them. It was stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I mean, it, the idea was a, as a lake and a walker. It's it's a great idea, even though you know, like wind up having an injunction against them, you know, before it was over with, but Hey, we won't talk about that. Aaron, you're just
3: a fountain of amazing knife. Oh, you that have people have never heard. I've, I've been here. A we need while, like story time okay? with Aaron. That could be a whole podcast.
1: Yeah, but I'm an asshole. So nobody wants to listen to this shit.
3: Everyone <laughs> wants to hear.
1: Um, everyone wants to listen to this shit, dude. Um, yeah. So I did CRKT stuff. And how did that work out for you? Um, how far do you really want me to go i mean we've said so many
3: slanderous things about crkt i mean i don't know what you could say that would be any worse than what we've already done
1: okay well here you go i will tell the story in all its fucking glory um i did a couple of top flippers the my flippers came off the very top of the knife that's that's something that i started a long time ago uh you know, it, it, top flippers were a thing that I did, and I actually got the idea from uh, uh, Ron Eaton, which made, made fifty and $60,000 knives. I turned it into a tactical because I asked Ron Eaton if I could. Okay, so anyway, with that being said, I had some knives with CRKT. It took a long time to get some of them going. The next batch that really, really got hot Uh, was in 2005, 2006, and in 2007. Well, in 2005, 2006, and 2007, I was deployed pretty much the whole time. Pretty much the whole time when I say that one of my kids was born in some of this time, and he was 20 days old when I left, and he was 13 months when I got home. Mm -hmm. That's how long I was gone doing some of this stuff. So when I come home and decide that I want to to get back into Knives and I'm trying to do it, I have an agreement that I'm supposed to sit down with the new VBSS line that I came up with that we've already talked about with CRKT. So uh, I show up to the Blade Show. I am still active duty. Um, I'm also not far removed from being deployed. Um, so I say that is because I expect a certain amount of somebody paying attention to me when I actually have had a meeting set up for months. Um, I show up to the blade show and I pull out my knives and the people that are supposed to be looking at them are on the phone and they don't get off the phone and i know who they're talking to i even uh, i'm not going to go that far into the story i know who they're talking to um, and and they're not they they don't even give me the time of day so i talked to some of the people from crkt that i've known for years uh, people that basically when i first came there that i just got married and they kind of had to babysit me along with kit carson because Kit knew that I didn't know what was going on. So Kit basically babysit me the whole time. And now I've, you know, uh, it's been many years since the first stuff that went on. And then I'm there. The second day that I go and talk to CRKT, they still do not give me the time of day. They literally sit and talk to somebody else that doesn't have uh, an appointment uh, the whole time I'm there. And then so I picked all my knives up and packed them up, and I and I went back to where I was supposed to be. And then toward the end of the show, some of the people that worked for CRKT came over and said, "Hey, Rob wants to get some of the breacher stuff, and you didn't leave them." I said, "Well, I'm not giving them to him. Um, I don't care if it costs me a bunch of money." I said, you "Wasted your time." I said, "But let me tell you this." and I will name drop this one, Doug Flagg that works for CRKT that came on after some of this stuff, and he came from Kershaw or whatever. And I told him flat out, I said, if I was at any other place, I'd put him in the fucking hospital. Jesus. I said, because I came here on leave, and the son of a bitch disrespected me two times. Two different times I had meetings. And he he basically didn't do anything with me when I was just here to show you guys knives out of good faith because I have dealt with you before. And you basically ignored me two times. And so I, that was the end of me. Um, Your relationship
0: with, with, CRKT. with CRKT.
1: So you can edit that however you want. But that is the story uh that that uh, that is the story of it now i have spoken to him many times since then and i have apologized that i took such a hard line but everybody has to understand where i just came from and i had somebody basically treat me that way um that's not something that even today would would go over very well um it, if you say that you want to meet it's with not, somebody, it's I incredibly don't care.
0: disrespectful. No, well, I don't care. I think you did the right. Ra- I think you did the right thing by not dealing with them. I mean, so uh,
1: uh, knife deals, um, however they go, I haven't pursued a knife deal uh, since then. Um, I know that Boker has done stuff with John. Um, they kind of acted interested in something that I was doing for a little bit with boker and i didn't pursue it because uh, i'm to the point that i just don't trust anybody you know i don't i don't want to be treated like shit so i i just i just didn't deal with it so you know i guess it is what it is that's fair as we say in the military
3: you're you're also not Uh, missing out on much by having i mean by passing up on a boker collab because more likely than not they would fuck it up unless it was a fixed blade and then in that That's in that true. case, they'll probably fuck up the sheath, so, you know.
1: Well, it, I will say that uh, I had a really good, solid fixed blade uh, VBSS-style thing going with Buck. With Buck Interesting. Knight, And Chuck Buck died.
3: <laughs> Damn. You got and, the kiss of death there, Aaron. Well,
1: uh, Chuck Buck was who I wound up talking to. I talked to him at the Blade Show, and he was absolutely enamored by it and uh, i had a good story on why that that i had came over to talk to him and then he started looking at it and uh um uh, so anyway i really did have a, a really good working relationship going on with buck for a little while to make vbss knives the big fixed blade and then you know unfortunately chuck died and uh that sucks uh, but you know that was kind of the end of that. So, like I said, I I just I just kind of sit in the shadows and and suck dick all day. I guess. <laughs> and on that <laughs> note,
0: uh, Aaron, it's a it's been crazy hearing from you. Uh, just going through your entire life and in, in the knife industry and everyone that you've encountered or you know encountered, uh, it's, it's I didn't pretty eye opening. No, no I, didn't, I mean I didn't. You know, fuck that, that's that that'll be revealed in the book, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, and we're definitely looking forward to all the stuff that you've got coming.
1: Well the uh, the blade show might be interesting. Uh, I'll have I'll have my stuff. Um, you know I've started a, a whole different way of doing flippers. You guys will probably know it tomorrow. You you're getting a whole package of knives tomorrow um that should be there tomorrow
0: looking forward Uh, to it are
1: you taking orders on other knives i'm taking orders all the time um the only thing that i don't really do a lot of times is uh i unless it's a high-end something when everybody starts really wanting to change a whole bunch of stuff right uh, i don't do that but if you're wanting a common you know hey this is the design that i want yeah i do that you know, every day, uh, especially through email. A lot of times, when you email me, I will call you to make sure I know exactly what you want. Because no matter how it works, I'm still a custom knife maker. So want how do you pref- know?
0: So you prefer people get a hold of you via email um, or phone? I'd or rather
1: Instagram. I'd rather talk to people. Um, so where
0: can they reach you? Do you want to put your number out here?
1: Yeah, it's fine. Six oh six. 776 7536
0: and we'll definitely put that in the notes for you guys too. Aaron is obviously a very personable individual um and you can take uh you know, he'll take take orders from you and the knives are incredibly reasonably priced. So, you know, it's um tough to only, get a knife like this from anyone the else. The
1: only thing I'd never understood about custom knives is why everybody looks at a knife and asks what's wrong with it? You even had that uh, experience with a friend of yours the other night looking at knives and asked why they were so lower priced.
0: Right, right. Um, Our buddy Adam Purvis, I talk to him all the time, Um, and we're always just shooting the shit over, you know, what knives he's picking up, what I might have coming in. And I told him, hey, you got to look at Aaron's stuff. He's he's a firefighter, so he was really interested in the VBSS knife.
1: They also... Um, firefighters get a 20 percent discount
0: i'm sorry that's a, go ahead that's a very cool thing and i know you know the way we are uh, fickle people we put we file that somewhere in the back of our mind and then when the the timing's right we pounce on 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 that build so he's probably got that stewing in his head right now and he's probably going to come swinging around to you after he hears this episode and be like hey aaron i need you to build me this knife um but yeah you're right i mean when I, he was staggered by the pricing that i told him i was like dude look Like that VBSS knife, I think what is it, six hundred
1: bucks or something? Yeah, yeah. Lifetime guarantee, but yeah, six hundred bucks.
0: And that thing is nasty. So, um, it's pretty. uh, It's 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 a sticker shock, but not in the way you think. And it's a weird thing that we're all programmed to think that way. If it's not expensive, it must it must be crap, you know. Sadden really yeah well, it's a little bit it's a little bit strange
3: it's, uh, it's what i mean i guess that's how the custom market has has made everybody these days it's amazing
0: well, that at, we're, you know we're we're at a point now aaron where we we're seeing like you know 950 dollar knives by you know that are made in china uh, like well, the rules the rules don't, don't exist I don't anymore even,
1: i don't even know how to handle it i really don't um because i've been here long enough that i keep looking around going well, how the hell did this happen you know, um, I, I guess you know. In in some ways, my prices haven't evolved uh, through the market, uh, but I, I still look around and go, "How the hell did this happen?" You know, you you've got a um, you've <laughs> we're got living some, in the world of the eleven dollar ball bearing flipper. So, uh, well, I mean, you've got some great production stuff. Great production stuff, and I've picked them up and handled them, and I know the the makers that that designed them and things like that. When you're talking about like ZTs and things like that, and sure. You got what is it? Wee wee knives.
0: Mm-hmm. Wee knives. You know, real.
1: Um You know, I know the makers that are behind those, and those production knives cost more than mine that are custom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I sit and make them. I sit and literally file this shit out and those cost more than mine i think you're paying
0: you're paying for a different thing i mean there's there's room in this world for like for both things to exist at a similar price point it all depends on you know what your flavor is you know
1: well that's uh, actually honestly that is uh that's probably the best description of how to handle it that i've ever heard you're paying for two different worlds.
0: That's true. Um, and you're buying that, the maker too. And, and we talk about this all the time. Like you're an incredibly personable guy. You're an honest guy. You, you get what you pay for, you know, and it, with you. You can't say that with a lot of different makers. It's why we align ourselves with people like Brian who may, you know, ha- run his mouth every so often and piss people off on other podcasts or something. But at the end of the day, we respect what he does and he doesn't rip people off. So that's the why we actually call people out, you know.
1: I don't know Brian and everybody. I know Brian. uh, I've met him. I've talked to him. I don't know him as well as I'd like to, uh, but
0: you know, everything. We're all shacking up together at Blade uh, Show, though, right?
1: Well, yeah. I'm gonna come spoon your ass. Uh, Um, I I think that's more shovel his ass. (laughs) I'm just just Brian would know. I'm just going to rub my fingers through his beard until I finish. It doesn't really matter. Oh, God. Uh, the only thing that I know about Brian is that you get what you get. You know it. You know it when you're talking to him. And uh, that is uh, a rarity with uh, people, period. But makers, you know where you stand. With Brian. And you usually know exactly where you stand with me, because if you say something fucking stupid, I'm going to call you on that shit. I don't care who you are. Um, If you start giving me shit over something stupid, you're going to know it real quick because I'm going to tell you. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with everybody standing where they stand. Knowing where they stand, yeah, you know, Brian's knives are what they are, and everybody knows it. My knives should be exactly what they are, and everybody should know it. Um, there's nothing wrong with that,
0: and I and I they think just, that there's nothing more to say than that, Aaron. I think that's the
1: truth. You well, know, there, you know, as long as everybody knows I'm an asshole.
0: Oh, that, that is as <laughs> rightly apparent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Dave, I was thinking, you know, it's a it's a good time for us to to close out. We have a lot of stuff that we want to cover in news, but I think. We're gonna do a bonus episode early next week to cover a lot of the the knife world stuff. How does that sound to you guys?
1: I guess. Am I gonna do that one too? <laughs> uh, you,
0: you can you can be present if you'd yeah. like to.
1: I, I I love. I've actually. Thoroughly, I've thoroughly fucking enjoyed if we could
3: this. just like pre-record <laughs> you doing stories we'll just have Aaron story time that we cut to we may have a segment lined up for you we'll talk after
1: well this. i mean uh i am really sorry that i got kind of inebriated and jumped in on a lot of things but no you know, way we I, loved it i have i've actually thoroughly enjoyed this um i've done this so long that that you know i i could probably i could probably sit through uh several episodes and and do it. But well we'll definitely have
0: you back for a full episode when you when you wanna after you've had more to drink and then you can actually, you know, spill the beans on some other people too. Oh Lord.
1: I've got stories. But, you
0: know. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, dude. We really appreciate it. Well,
1: I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Uh you know, I hope that everybody doesn't throw their knives away now that they listen to me talk. But I'm
0: gonna throw them in a the lake or something. It has it yeah. has
1: happened. It has happened. Uh,
0: where can people reach you, Aaron? We already gave your phone number. Uh that'll be listed in the liner notes, but also you can follow uh what is it, Frederick Knives on Instagram. I've got
1: I've got Instagram is Frederick Knives. I've got a Facebook uh uh it, it actually is Frederick Knives. And then uh you can go just to Facebook at uh Aaron Frederick and find me. I'm in uh West Liberty, Kentucky. You can find me like that.
0: In case you but, couldn't tell. Uh,
1: uh, the, uh, the, the best ways to reach me is probably the phone number. You can, uh, that's my cell phone. You can text it. Um, the trash and, Panda and I, has
0: also has its own Instagram uh, that you and Brad run, right?
1: Yes. Uh, Brad Maddox, which is an incredible sheath maker. He's an inspiring knife maker, but he is an incredible sheath maker. He makes all the, uh, the codex and everything for all the trash pandas He's got a uh, new thing that he's going to do for the kitchen pandas. The kitchen pandas, when you get them, they will not just be a kitchen knife that's going to go in your drawer. It's actually going to have a uh, a, uh, a Kydex <laughs> sleeve. <It's, laughs>
2: that's awesome. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's going to have a Kydex sleeve that goes across the, uh, the the actual cutting edge and a strap that goes over top of the blade.
0: Oh, shit. I can't wait.
1: Can, that way you can stick it on there, and, and then you can put it in drawer and do whatever you <laughs> want. Uh, so um, Brad's doing all that. And so if you get on Instagram, anytime you get on Instagram and, uh, and, and get on uh, Trash Panda or either Frederick Knives, you might be talking to me or you, you have to ask on who, who it is because Brad is a uh, – he's, he's very much nicer than me. So Brad, uh, Brad does a lot of the communication. So if you get something that's typed out in in proper English and everything spelled right and uh, and things like that, that's probably Brad. That's not me because I can't spell and uh, I usually get angry uh, because you're you're <coughs> bothering me. It almost so, it
0: took us a while to set up this call, by the way, in case everybody was wondering.
1: Oh, because technology fucking sucks.
0: Aaron but tried almost through his phone several times. So
1: well, but we're, but I, we're glad you're here. Well, I mixed. I mixed, I think, three drinks fucking with this shit.
0: So. And on that uh, note, uh, thank you guys for joining us. This was uh, quite an amazing episode, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it
3: was good, good time. <laughs> you know yes. what word we didn't use this entire time? China D2. Just, I had to just say China it. D2. I had, just had to. Just, just, just got to say it. it.
0: There's, there's very little China D2. Yeah, if if you're
3: listening at home and you're playing the Knife Nuts drinking game, there you go. You can take a shot now. We said it. Yeah. What, what, what China D2? China D2.
0: You listen to this podcast. How do you not know China? It's D2? like our
3: whole brand at this point. Like, just mm. the whole night. night, well, night, night I, I, I want to be
1: JB Blunt. I want to be JB Blunt and fucking Horton and start talking about D2 and people with steel. Oh my gosh. I could have a whole episode with these idiots talking. I hope you, about you have the steel. music <laughs> fading
0: in this whole time. Dave. That's just the way you got to right, do I'm gonna
3: it. We're going to stop
1: recording. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I could have a whole episode talking about
0: this. You've just oh. got to fade out with his, uh, his rant about talking about this. All right. I thought you had an iMac.
1: I do in the shop.
0: Mm. You can do it on your phone. Brian does it on his phone the whole time.
4: Hit record. (laughs) So make a new account. So add an
1: account.
0: No. yeah, You want to create an account.
1: Okay. Well, let's see. Google. Just go to Google and then...
0: Create an account.
4: No, yeah, if you, if you do add an account, that, that's assuming you already have the account that you're trying to uh, sign into. I guess I'll have to log out or something of this
1: one. Or I can add an account, or I can just sign out. Let's see
0: what Yeah, hit does. sign out. That's a good one. Do that. Then
4: just say create an account. I have questions about the uh, Wicked Edge from listeners. Well,
1: I don't have a, a way to create another account. I can... Use another account is what it
0: says. All right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to Safari. Okay, that's what I mean. You're, you're going to go to google.com. Or just go okay. to G, go to gmail.com. Do that. Go to gmail.com. Do that. Okay. What do you see on gmail.com?
1: My account's come up. Account Google
0: comes so up. I need you to sign out of Google.
1: Yeah, they're both signed out. That's what it says. They're
0: both signed okay, out. Okay, then tap in the username field, and you should see switch account. It
1: says choose account or use another account.
0: How about use another account?
1: Okay, and then we can add an email or create account. There you out. go. <laughs> Finally, it says it.
2: Okay,
1: so all right let's do this this is
2: i've i've done this about four times so i've got accounts out in the air all over place <clears throat> i
0: was
1: gonna say i was about to throw myself my phone just okay
0: i think does. you were just typing accounts in the field and trying to log into them
1: no i actually it, when i go to the thing it says you have created this account we're waiting on verification i was like i don't even have a gmail account
2: so I've never checked
0: my Gmail. I've never had one. I've always used Gmail. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. That's a that's a really good idea. So th- if you can't figure this out for whatever reason Aaron, I'm going to create an account and give you the username and password. Okay, so I'm doing it now. The use a Gmail instead of
1: the Yahoo that it actually is.
0: Yeah, use use the Yahoo that's there. Well, it won't. It just this username. Yeah, you're going to create a new username. Just make it be like, I don't know, big country 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 big. I don't know. (laughs) Just make it something stupid. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's amazing that some people can be so stupid to follow this shit.
0: I, made I don't even know what do in, in, until the light takes us.
4: All right.
0: Yeah. Aaron, how are you making out? guys hear what I said? I made Christine watch uh, until the light takes us. Never heard of it. Shut
2: up, Wilkie.
0: <coughs> no, not yet. I heard of it. Oh wait, yeah, I have. I think I have seen it. Yes.
1: I'm waiting on the on the text right now.
0: Okie dokie. I'm just on the phone with the other guys too, Aaron. So we're just we're we're all in the thing. That's
1: fine. I knew I knew as soon as I started having this trouble, we were fucked. No,
0: no, it's fine. We got you. We sort of expect this sort of thing at this point.
1: Well, you really should expect it when you're starting. I mean, I'm the most primitive
0: person that you know. So, that is not true.
1: Well, when when I was excited about getting a light table, and you guys said, "Hey, why don't you just use your iPad?"
2: Yeah, well, that—that's true. That was kind of funny. John Gray has to be the most primitive person we know. Yeah, John Gray was definitely the worst. Here we go. Here we go.
0: I got it. So let me go back. Round it down. It's longer than I thought it'd be.
2: Jeez. my machine while we're waiting sounds like he's
0: doing the uh sound effects for the next alien movie no uh brian's got his shop going in the background you can't hear them because they're on the headphone
1: nice yeah i'm not i would have uh i would normally have my surface grinder going
4: surface ground pandas mainly upgrade to a uh, smart something get an app I don't need an app right now
1: just you
0: want the Google Hangouts app that's what you want
1: it's just get a Gmail app
0: that's yeah just download the Google uh, Hangouts app okay so
1: how? yeah,
0: yeah. You don't need the Gmail app right now, no.
1: So now I'm signed in. What do I do now? Go to the
0: You're signed into to Google Hangouts?
1: I'm signed into this new account, I guess. Okay, well you
0: need to download the Google Hangouts app if you haven't done that yet. Okay. Um You're almost there. I'm trying. I'm in the mail right now and I don't need to be Right.
1: Big country, big dick at gmail.com. And that's a complete lie. I do not have a big dick. 100% a lie.
4: Oh boy! Now, go to G or
1: is that just? Uh, no, nope. you
4: know I mean. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Get app. yes. <coughs> <clears throat> Get. Stop. Okay, say so, that again, because I had my headphones unplugged. Hmm, Uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to go sleesh, but. Loki, you sure are
1: complaining a lot. All right, now what? I've
2: got it open. Are you logged in? Uh, I don't know. Did you guys see that piece of shit Stellite like that that they fucking sent me? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Three hundred, three hundred eighty-five bucks, and they and you send me that piece of shit? I don't know. I, I don't like it. Supposedly has less coefficient of friction, so it's good for, like, skinning and stuff like that. Um, All right, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm trying to log in now.
0: Okay, what's your username, Aaron? Is it uh, bigcountrybigdick at gmail.com? I don't know yet.
1: Um,
0: what do you mean you don't know
1: yet? <laughs> give me a second, Taz, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit!
0: No, oh, he's definitely logging into the Google
4: because he definitely just got a six digit G code. Mm-hmm. H- wh- Stellite is a super alloy, specifically uh, ba, b, bu, 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 designed for high wear resistance, this. superior performance in hostile environments. I think it's just uh... resistant to cavitation, erosion, corrosion, galling, and abrasion. What's your what's your username, Aaron? I'm
1: I'm looking. I don't know how to see
0: it. What's the email that you created when you set it up?
1: Well, the the, the email is um, I mean, I can tap your phone number
0: and it just connects. just tap, <laughs> no, don't tap my phone number. Just just tell me what the email is that you created.
1: It should
4: say big country
1: big Gmail. Big country right? big
4: dick at g- <laughs> <laughs> That's what it really was. <laughs>
1: Are you recording
3: all this? Good. <laughs> all right. Now,
4: it may not.
1: Just try Aaron F. Jesus Christ, it MRC. says, I just got a note.
4: Um, I got a notification. I went back
1: to that, but that's what it's acting like.
0: I don't think he's here.
4: Oh, he's it's, here. It said we added you to the chat. Yeah, I just got a notification. The best notification of my life. It. Let's
1: see. Does this thing work? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, but I got to get no, off. No, the- I know. I know. I'm just, I was trying a headset to headset, seeing if it
0: worked. You <clears throat> um. see, <laughs> in the chat? He's not in the chat, is he? No. <laughs>
1: Like I said, try the other email. Okay,
0: what's the other email, Aaron?
1: It's AaronF Aaron F at MRTC.com
0: at MRTC.com I don't know if you can add none to Google accounts. It sounds, sounds... Unless it's like a Google business account. It might be. Just try it. <clears throat> all right so we added both of those to the chat
1: i don't know where to see it i mean are, are you
0: in google hangouts it's green the unknown,
1: unknown person there we go maybe it
0: yeah i like unknown person let's do that we're unknown
1: wait I, I think i see
0: you want to accept the invitations.
1: Yeah, I'm trying. I, I think I would... I think I've seen Jake's face for a second.
0: That's a good sign. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, there it. he is. I'm hanging up okay. with you. Uh, oh, God. Can we hear you, Aaron?
4: He's in here.
0: He's in here, but can we hear him? Great. Oh, no. He looks like a thumb. Look, <laughs> Aaron, you... you We can't hear you at all. You might need to change your... Are you on your phone? Fuck. What?
4: I'm I'm just going to call you again. Start a new call or something.
0: We we can we can see you, but we can't hear you.
1: Okay. Well, let me uh let me unplug phone thing. Okay. Maybe causing the whole problem. Okay. Ongoing call. Okay. Now I. Yay. Yep. It's the headset. I I was just trying. I I know it's uh it's more clear with this headset. I'm going to try. One more trick, and if that doesn't work, then I'll just say fuck it and use it. So, um, it's got a control box. I mean, it's not even mine; it's Kristen's. I went upstairs and got it. So. Fuck, I ain't got enough hands for this shit.
0: And you can tap the camera icon. So, if you you know if you don't want to I'm use to... it,
1: that yeah, way. You gotta throw me into this fucking technology shit. Alright, uh, can y'all yep. hear me and see me? Perfectly Okay, that's uh, It had a controller box And the controller box was fucking me all up And I ain't smart enough to fucking do his shit
0: Alright Alright, now Aaron You can stay on on, on uh, Video if you'd like But you don't have to Well, I only see pictures of you fuckers. I... Yeah, that's how it's supposed to It saves okay. a little bit on the bandwidth At least in theory well, okay. Yeah, your battery life will will thank you.
2: All but.
0: right.
1: All right. Well, I'll I'll do that when I get sit down and shit. I don't know where I I had a a thing that I was going to mix this drink with, but. <laughs> Aaron, are you lit already because oh no I I was that's the reason I was getting so angry because I wasn't and well I you was need to,
0: to you, well, we're not' we're, I'm mad at you because you aren't
1: hey I had baseball practice I'm one of the coaches that's right I know yeah you should just show up lit, like freaking shit face to the little league game i I can't imagine how how bad the parents would want me if I did that right I'd be I'd be so I'd coming on to the ugly moms or something Actually if I got that way I'd probably come on to the dads Who knows (laughs) Let the sailor out Damn, You guys in this fucking technology You you know you should have done this shit At uh, I don't know Say one o'clock today When I said hey are you working (laughs) And you didn't ever answer me Because you're a douche Oh yeah You know Okay Sorry, I'm not available at your beck and call, Aaron. Most people should be. That's the way I feel. But. Right.
0: Are we? Are you going to sit down in one place, or what <sighs> are you going to do right now?
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm going. <coughs> <coughs> that was oh, pretty strong.
2: <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> oh. <laughs> okay
1: all right i'm uh, i don't have all the sunflower seeds that i'd actually want to sit here and talk to you assholes but... <sighs> okay well so we-
0: aaron just a brief rundown of what's going to happen there's basically no rules but we usually introduce the show we we obviously introduce that you're with us we run down a couple of the new knives that we may have acquired since the last time we gathered, um, and then we just let the shit show take its course.
1: All right. At some, some point, some point, that, run shit shows. So.
4: At some point, we'll have to actually request that Aaron take us take us through like his history mm-hmm. and went like when did you get interested in knives? When did you start making knives and all that kind of stuff? Okay. Starting with which which of the southern states you're from that that are all just one big cluster in my mind, and I don't know which is which. Well, you know but if you hadn't don't have the, to do that
1: won that you hadn't won that war of northern aggression, we wouldn't have had to fucking deal with it.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: you know, we killed three to one of you guys. You're all lucky to be here. All right, I'm gonna start. This podcast.
0: (laughs) All right. Go.
4: Go for it.